Thank you, Pastor Jabe, for that prayer. I pray that this sermon does not go in one ear and out the other. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like we heard a bit of backstory uh, earlier this morning, we find Jacob um, having tricked his brother Esau. He has gone away, and now it's the time for him to come back home. He has sent uh, gifts ahead to his brother in the form of um, people and and goods that he has as a kind of a way to um, appease Esau um, after their their conflict they had so long ago. And as Jacob is sending uh, folks onward, he finds himself um, alone, and he encounters God in uh, quite the interesting way. Our scripture comes from Genesis 32, 22 through 31. The same night, he, Jacob, got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Penel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our sermon series, New Year, New Who, ends today. And that has been all about new names, new versions of oneself. Abram taking on the name Abraham. Naomi taking on the name Mara, Saul taking on the name Paul. And not only their names changed, their lives had changed too. Abraham pitched his tent in a new land. Naomi lost her husband and two sons. Saul was knocked off of his horse. For better or for worse, their entire lives changed. Today, we turn to Jacob taking on the name Israel. As we heard in our scripture a moment ago, Jacob gets his new name in a way that is a bit more up close and personal than the others. Abraham and Paul both heard the voice of God. Naomi felt the hope of God in her heart as the barley grain went crunch, crunch under her feet. But Jacob, though, Jacob gets tackled by God. Almighty takes the form of a man, 
stoops down to Jacob's level for a wrestling match. I don't know about you all, but I have had moments where I wrestled with God. We aren't Jacob, so it, it probably doesn't look like a physical brawl against a manifestation of God. But when the world is full of so many unknowns, it's easy to wrestle with our understanding of who God is. Wrestling with these beliefs is, is difficult work. It's hard. It often comes from an upheaval in our life. Maybe the death of a loved one, the loss of a job or a relationship, or maybe a natural disaster has struck. Those moments are when our deepest beliefs about God and ourself and the world around us are really clear. Those are the moments when it's easy to wonder, where is God? What kind of God is God? Like Jacob, it's easy to feel vulnerable and alone, full of fear and confusion. In his book, The Sin of Certainty, Peter Enns writes, When we reach the point where things simply make no sense, when our thinking about God and life no longer line up, when any sense of certainty is gone, and when we can find no reason to trust God, but we still do. Well, that is what it looks like when trust is at its brightest, when all else is dark. And I would agree with that statement wholeheartedly. But what about when things don't make sense? When our beliefs about God and the world don't line up, and we aren't sure if God is still trustworthy. Everything feels upside down, and we wish things could go back to the way they were. Having fears, having doubts, wrestling with God may feel like something you are not supposed to do. After all, God's ways are higher than our ways. We are encouraged to just have faith. As we learned through Naomi's story a couple of weeks ago, crying out and lament does not make us less faithful. Rather, it is an act of faith. And the same goes for wrestling with God or scripture or your beliefs. God's ways are higher than our ways. We are encouraged to have faith. And it is okay to sit with uncertainty about God or God's plan or your faith. In the literal sense, wrestling is a combat sport involving throws and takedowns, joint locks, pins, and other grappling holds. You guys can probably tell I had to look those things up. I don't know much about wrestling off the top of my head, uh, but it's true. The sport can either be genuinely competitive or just for entertainment. And when you think of wrestling, you might think of a high school wrestling match in the gym. You might be someone who loves to sit down and watch a WWE SmackDown between two heavyweight champions. You guys know these words are unfamiliar to me. <laughs> On the surface, wrestling is intense. 
There's a fierceness to it, right? High stakes and high energy. At the same time, wrestling, like any conflict, produces intimacy. It's deeply personal because you can't wrestle with someone you aren't close to. Wrestling with God is its own form of intimacy with God. After wrestling with God, Jacob is given the name Israel. Israel meaning the one who strives or struggles with God. Now, striving can be in conflict, and other times it's just growing pains. I remember a time when my brother was in elementary school Jared would wake up in the middle of the night crying because his legs were cramping in pain. Our parents wanted to comfort him, but there wasn't really anything they could do. Jared's body was being stretched, growing in ways it hadn't before. It was unpleasant, but it was part of his growing up. Maybe you or someone you love has experienced growing pains in their faith journey. Their circumstances didn't necessarily change, but they started to wonder about maybe the things they were taught growing up or how they've experienced God in their own life. It's uncomfortable, but the discomfort leads to growth and bears fruit of what God is doing in their life. Even if What the fruit is is not clear at the time. The people of God have always had their ways they thought things should be until God stretched their understanding, growing them in spiritual maturity. For example, the Bible is clear. Moabites are bad. Moabites are not to dwell among God's people. But then comes the story of Ruth, whose faithfulness challenges the prejudice against the Moabites. Well, okay, but the Bible is clear. People from us are evil. And yet we have the story of Job, a man from us who was the most blameless man on earth. But the Bible is clear. God's people hate Samaritans. But Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. Not to mention, he reveals himself as Messiah to a Samaritan woman. God loves to surprise us. And what could be more surprising than God coming to us through our questions, through our wrestling? In Jacob's story, God even initiates the wrestling. And Jacob will not go until he is blessed. Will not let go until he is blessed. And when the struggle is over and the dust settles, Jacob's life has been transformed into something new and different. The bishop, Reuben Job, wrote, The transforming power of God is available to every Christian, but the transformed life does not come by accident or chance. Jacob was willing to respond to God's wrestling. He may have been knocked off his feet, but he gets back up, 
ready and willing to grapple. When you are faced with uncertainty about the God you long to know, lean in. Do not be afraid. God is not going anywhere. God wants you to grow and be stretched. Even if you are tentative to set down old beliefs and explore new ones, Questions are only the enemy of faith if we equate faith with certainty. Questions are only the enemy of faith if we equate faith with certainty. After wrestling with God, Jacob called that place Penel, or the face of God. When we are willing to get close and wrestle with what we think we know, we can better see who God is. And what God is like. Our ultimate vision of who God is and what God is like always comes to us through Jesus Christ. In him, we can know God's face. God's heart and mind for the world. Again, from the sin of certainty, Peter Enns writes, The life of Christian faith is more than agreeing with a set of beliefs about Christ, morality, or how to read the Bible. The life of Christian faith means being so intimately connected to Christ that his crucifixion is ours, his death is ours, and his life is our life, which is hardly something we can grasp with our minds. It has to be experienced. It is an experience. Christian history is full of new birth stories. Times when the church dug in its heels and said, but we've always done it this way. But the Holy Spirit burst through and said, well, not anymore. Time and again, those saints who have tried to pave a new way for the Spirit to awaken the church were cast out. They were deemed heretics and unfaithful. But they took seriously 1 Thessalonians 5.21, which says, test everything and hold fast to what is good. They took seriously what it means to wrestle with God. I wonder who has changed because of this wrestling in Genesis. Jacob or God? Maybe both? They hold fast to each other. Neither one will turn away. When the Lord blesses Jacob, he gives him the name Israel, affirming God's commitment to stay with Jacob in the struggle. God promises an engaged and active relationship. As Jacob continues his journey and faces danger, God is at his side. Although our wrestling is with our understanding of who God is and what God is like, God is with us still, too. God does not walk away from us for having questions. In fact, Psalm 121 says, He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Struggling with faith is normal. Periods of doubt are common experiences of faith, including in the Bible. But trust. Hang on. God may break into your life and force a new direction for your thoughts and actions. But God is right there with us as we struggle, as we strive to see God's face more clearly. God makes all things new and makes people new. Sometimes it comes through a struggle with God. Wherever you are on your faith journey, I pray that you will brave the doubts and the questions that you will have a community of faith that supports you as you wonder, that you will test everything and hold on to what is good. Let us pray. God, stay close as we wonder. May we never pretend to have all the answers. May we never think we have all the answers. Remind us that there is beauty in our wrestling. Remind us you are never far from us. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.